We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg, a savage Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. The whole burst to it. 20. Right steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still on his feet. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Oh my goodness. What a night. What a night. LA Rams 2017 winners with the Dallas Cowboys to start off the 2020 season. I'm Derek C. Apollo, your host for this episode of Rams Talk Radio with 
my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams defensive back Michael Stewart. Man, I guess I have to say it. I have to own it. I really, really have to own it, Mike. I was wrong, and I'm glad I was wrong. Hey, DC, uh, I'm totally with you. Uh, I, I definitely was on the record a number of times figuring with all the changes we had uh, that we would just come out the gate a lot slower than we did. So, man, really proud to to see that. Uh, but I know we'll talk about it a little bit later. I was a little surprised that some things, given some great success we were having with the running game, uh, it just seemed like at times we didn't want to stick with it. But anyway, yeah, great win. Well, I, I think it's going to be hard for Sean McVay to not follow his gut sometimes, and his gut is always going to be throw the football. He, the guy loves to throw football, and it's going to be what it is. First things first, though, overall, I just want to quickly note it. That's right. You heard it. Our brand-new intro. Mike had not heard it until tonight. I hadn't heard it until tonight. It was one of those things that I had a guy working on for a while. COVID happened. And that was Justin Robinson, the guy who used to run Rampage Radio. Um, so thanks, Jay Rob, for um, for making things happen with the with the new intro. I like it. I love that you guys know. I love the old school feel, and I know Mike does too. I have to know that you know the, the one thing we have in common, definitely one hundred percent, is that we love this franchise's history and going back through it. And I was listening to all those clips that that Jay Rob put in there. How could you not? How could you not? It's got to be part of who we are here at Ramps Talk Radio. So awesome. Great job, J-Rob. So let's get into this thing. I, I have several observations, but I'm more interested in what you think about because I know you were watching this as a coach, as a player, and you know, 2017, Rams win. Before you even get into the numbers, just your first impression, go. First impression is impressed. Uh, guys were playing, didn't look like you had a, a ton of busted coverages on defense. Looked like you had a great run game going. Uh, and and it looks like a lot of the young guys are making plays. That is pretty much where I'm at. I, I was surprised at how well they play considering the fact that this coaching staff is new. A lot of the stars are new. Everything is new. They went out there and beat, to me, the team, the best team in the NFC East, maybe the most talented team in the NFC. And they, if they hadn't buckled in sometimes, I felt like sometimes they got conservative a little too early, they probably could have won this game by more than they did. They controlled so much of it. 35 minutes, they had the ball. The Rams held the ball for 35 minutes. If you go back to last year against the Cowboys, it was complete until a flip. The Cowboys ran them off the field, and... Although Elliott got his in this game, the Rams were able to manage it. I just, I just wonder now, what is this team really? Are, are they what we saw tonight? What are they? I can't wait to find out, though. Yeah, well, you know, it's again, it's an old saying. Uh, uh, the late, great Fritz Shermer would always say, that's one more in the books than we had last week. And it's one more in the books than they have. So it's one in the books, 15, 15 to go. And as he say, the more you can put in the bank now, the better off you're going to be when it comes to playoff time. So 
yeah, overall, they did what you would hope. New stadium, protect home field, come out in a new stadium, even though, obviously, sparse crowd. Uh, but, yeah, very impressed <laughs> for overall. <laughs> sparse crowd? That's an understatement. <laughs> no crowd. <laughs> okay, so let's get these numbers out real quick. The, the Rams... And, and the Cowboys. The Cowboys didn't play awful, by the way. I just want to point that in. They weren't awful. It was a good game. First downs, Cowboys 24, Rams 23. Total plays, 69 for the Cowboys, 72 for the Rams. Total yards, 422 for the Rams, 380 for the Cowboys. 5.9 yards of play for the Rams, 5.5 for the Cowboys. 269 yards passing for the Rams, 244 for the Cowboys. 25 of 39. Dallas was 5.8 per pass, 20 of 31 for 8.4 per pass for the Rams. Jared Goff does have an interception that shouldn't have been, by the way. Should not have been an interception. He was hit in the head. It's little hands to the face. That should not have been happening. So, just want to point that out. Those who are going to hammer him and look at the numbers. Rams got three sacks, by the way. Three sacks. Okay, I'm happy with that. 153 yards rushing for the Rams, 136. The Rams average 3.8 per carry, 5 per carry for the Cowboys. Something to watch there. 2 of 4 in the red zone for the Cowboys, 2 of 5 for the Rams. Rams had 5 pounds at 34 yards. Cowboys had 7 pounds for 50 yards. That flipped. There was a time in the game when the Rams had like 5 and the Cowboys had like 1, if I remember correctly. So 1 turnover. Time position, a big one, 35-38 for the Rams. 24-22 for the Cowboys. Individual numbers, well, Goff, 2031-275. Anything different? Zeke for the Cowboys, 22 carries for 96 yards. Malcolm Brown, 18 for 79, looked very good, quite frankly. K-Makers, 14 for 39. Daryl Henderson, just cleared the plate, only three carries the entire game. Robert Woods, assist catches for 105 yards. By the way, Cooper Cup extension, 4 for 40, we got to talk about that. Amari Cooper for the Cowboys, 10 for 81. CeeDee Lamb, 5 for 59. I'm looking out 3 for 50. Mike, i, I got to be honest, man. I was completely concerned that this passing game would shred the Rams. That didn't happen. That did not happen. Yeah, no, it, it did not. And it looks like, uh, you know, one of my sons was texting me back, and he's like, I'm over Jalen Ramsey. And I'm going, look, first game out, the guy is right there. But it's timing. And then, you know, we saw down the stretch, uh, made some good plays, made what I'm going to say is one of the all-time great plays that I saw from a corner. You know, it was on that third and, or it might have been a fourth down. He uh, was playing underneath coverage. He peeled back, knowing the receiver released outside of him. He instantly turned head back in and found number two and made that big hit and separated the receiver from the ball. Most times in that situation, it looks like a, a cover two or a help over the top. Uh, the corner will sink more with the receiver and run with him a little bit longer. But as soon as he, he saw him outside release, he flipped his head quick back and just came off his guy. You know, now Dak was expecting him not to be there, and if had Dak throw to the guy over top, you know, the safety would have had to make a play, but he probably could have fit it in pretty easy. But the fact that he did that, that's a big-time veteran play where that's from film study. 
knowing what the situation is, but that was a that was a big time play right there. That was huge. So when you need a game, when you need to start off well, and you're a young team like this, those things have to happen. Especially from your big men, from your from the guys who are getting the dollars, the dollar bills. And I think that's a good what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm, it's getting late. The words are, are, are evading me a little bit. <laughs> it's that's that is like a moment to start your season off right. I can't think of the word. You can't be feeling it's it's like a moment. You guys are going to remember a trendsetter. A yeah. it's not even a trendsetter. It's where you're going to make your mark to start the year. This is a, there you go. Message. You're sending a message. This is how things are going to be. Okay. And by the way, Dallas has some things there that I thought were pretty impressive. Alton Smith didn't play for five years. He came in there and got 11 tackles, one time right. for a loss, and a sack. Holy crap, two quarterback hits. Jalen Smith, 11 tackles, five solo. But, hey, check out this number for the Rams list. Their top five tacklers. I'll go down one Top six tacklers. Jordan Fuller, Rookie. eight tackles, five solos. Rookie from the Ohio State University, I'll point that. Okay, and not just, he's not a first-round pick, he's low rounds. Micah Kaiser, low rounds, seven tackles, two passes defended. That was a knock on him, by the way, his pass defense. Two passes defended. Jalen Ramsey, six tackles, all solo, one pass defended. Troy Hill, five tackles. Kenny Young, five tackles, two solo. And Darius Williams, Four tackles. That those those are your top six Ram tacklers. Okay, Aaron Donald gets a sack, Leonard Floyd gets a sack, and Michael Brockert gets a sack. Again, the top six tacklers. None of those guys, other than Ramsey, are your stars. And right. Fuller, Kaiser, those are they're basically rookies. Kaiser's been around for the extra year, but they're basically rookies. That's that's encouraging. That's, that's encouraging. very encouraging. That's it's more than encouraging. That's impressive. I mean, because you know, and you know, me and my wife were laughing because she's a big Dallas fan, and so we're giving it to her a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but the fact is, she goes, uh, "Well, maybe you know they're able to since there's not all the hoopla and crowds and things like that. Maybe they're not maybe as nervous as they would be." If it was just a lot, because think about it. If this was a normal, that place would be packed and that place would have been jumping. You know what I mean? So that would have maybe, you know, elevate the jitters. But the way the situation is, it almost makes it, in my opinion, a little bit more like a scrimmage. So, mm-hmm. uh, but however you look at it, a rookie's a rookie, a first year guy just really getting some snaps and Kaiser really getting snapped this year. Uh, those guys all, Troy Hill, the rest of them. So I'm saying it's impressive because I was on record that I just figured Dallas having their experience and the big line, they would just kind of come in here and feed Zeke the ball and, and call it a day. But the Rams played good down the stretch and made plays when they needed to. They did. And I was also pretty impressed with how the defense kind of came together there at the end. They... I mean, the Dallas was putting pressure on him, and and Zeke was wearing him down. 
yet they found a way to make the plays at the end of the game. And there were so many times last year that team was, especially defensively against certain opponents, including Dallas, where they needed a stop. They couldn't get one to save their life. This Dallas offense is not that different. Matter of fact, they have more weapons now than they did last year. And yet, the Rams, they came in the other. I'm impressed with the quality of play from both teams, by the way. This is not... Dallas, I mean, this was not a sloppy game by any means. It was not. And I just think that's a testament to both organizations, but for the Rams, as young as they are, the young coaching staff... Yeah. I'm really impressed. I can't. I don't know how this is going to go, Mike. I don't know. I don't think anybody can make that prediction. I think if you try to make the prediction, you're an idiot. Okay, I'm an idiot. I thought for sure two two touchdown blowout, and you I can't agree. you can't make that prediction right now because every team is on an island. You have no idea how they're coming together. You have no idea how this whole pandemic has forced people to adjust their their regimens and how they're working together. A talented the Browns got destroyed by the Ravens State 38 to 6. Destroyed. Destroyed. Listen, I know the Ravens are great. I know they're outstanding. This is a Super Bowl contender all the way through. The Browns, you look at their roster, they're loaded. And they have a nice new coach in there who's going to turn that team around. It doesn't surprise anybody the Browns lost, but what the heck was going on in their prep leading up to this game compared to normal? Because they shouldn't have lost 38 to 6. They shouldn't have. I, teams throughout the league today surprised. The Redskins, excuse me, the Washington football team. Right. 27 17 Philadelphia. Talent level. And a comeback win for them, too. Mm-hmm. The talent level is not there. Washington should not. That's an organization that's been a train wreck throughout the entire organization. The which, offseason, which speaks to the coach because uh, I don't. I caught a clip. They gave uh, you know coach my boy coach Ron Rivera uh, the game ball, mm-hmm. but you can just tell how the players were responding. They're like they like playing for him. So. Uh, and I was looking at our sideline, which was pretty neat, too. I mean, guys are cheering for each other, you know, high-fiving. Uh, and I saw McVay. We were down. We needed a couple stops down there at the end. And he's like, yes, come on, D. And so whatever's happened, it looks like the chemistry for the Rams is a lot better than it was this time last year. Yeah, it does have a different feel. It has a better feel. I remember us opening up last year with Carolina. It was a win against Carolina, but it wasn't a win that I personally felt great about. I mean, I, I wish I, can, I should go back and listen to that podcast just to be sure. But I did not have the best feeling leaving that game. I didn't have the best feeling going into that game. I never had a great feeling about the team throughout the season. To me, they were loaded with talent, but we all knew something was off. I'm not saying the Rams are going to go 11 and 5, 12 and 4, or win the Super Bowl. I'm still going to stick close to my 9 and 7 ish, but I think they're going to be a much better team to watch. And, you know, we don't have to worry about them going 0 and 3 to start the year anymore. They're going to, they're going to at least be 1 and 2. And the way Philadelphia exactly. played, the way Philadelphia right. played, and quite frankly, you know, nobody was really all that impressive today. Let's go real quick rundown of the scores right. from today. Fascinating to me was 
I think the only game that really impressed me was Kansas City. They did everything they're supposed to do. And, and Baltimore, I gotta be right. fair, was great too. Uh, Seattle beats the Falcons 30-25. No shockers there. Todd Gurley 14 carries 56 yards. Um, the Bills beat the Jets 27-17. I'm sorry, that's not all that impressive to me. It's the Jets, honestly. Yeah. Josh Allen, though, 33-46 for 3-12. The Bears came back to beat the Lions. It's the Lions. I mean, no one's shocked there. 27-23. Packers? Yeah. Go on. I know you're you're, you're chomping no, the bit now. I was going to say, yeah, it's like Detroit. <laughs> How they I blow mean, that? They're up and it's like, okay, man, you guys, you find a way to lose, but go ahead. They, Adrian Pearson, 14 carries, dying three yards. Seriously, how did you give that one away? You, you should have been running, just running in the fourth quarter. Uh, Packers, 4-3-34. That was a good one. That was in Minnesota. Entertaining game. Patriots, 21-11. Against Miami, Cam Newton, 15 carries in that game for 75 yards, two touchdowns. The Washington football team, 27-17. Doesn't sound right, man. I'm sorry. Washington football team, that's who they are. I know yeah. why. Doesn't seem right. Right. They need a nickname quickly. Stat. Seriously, stat. <laughs> How did you go in this season? Washington football team. Come on. That's what right. you got. Yeah. I know it's hard to... I know it's kind of late to figure things out, but man, something better. The Raiders, 34-30 at Carolina. I mean, not not impressive, sorry. Um, Jaguars. This one kind of impressed me a little bit. 27-20 against the Colts. The Jaguars, to me, I mean, talent-wise, aren't they're not they're just not there yet. The Colts have a lot of good talent. Just lost this game. Ravens 3-6. Yep. Chargers. 16-13 of the Bengals. Saints, 34-23. I've been iffy on the Bucks the whole time. I'm going to stay iffy. Yeah. Okay. Cardinals, 24-20 at the 49ers. Yeah, that was impressive. I got to see the last uh, quarter of that game. And, uh, yeah, they drove the ball right down their throat at the end and scored, which was, mm-hmm. like, impressive. DeAndre Hopkins. But DeAndre Hopkins is, is the real deal. And, uh Poor Houston sure could have used them, but hey, win some, you lose some. So tomorrow, Steelers and Giants and Titans and Broncos. Um, and, and, of course, next week is going to be big for the Rams. So I guess, we've, I, Mike, we've been pretty happy thus far in our conversation, but we do want to get into some of the things that we're like, okay, you know what, let's – some things that we're concerning. So before we do, folks, we want to ask you if by chance you are a local business out in California and need a little bit of ad help, or if you are just a listener who wants to support the show, hey, get in touch with us at Rams Talk 1945. We could really use some sponsors this year to make things happen. It's been hard for everybody. I don't think it hasn't been hard for us either, okay? So get in touch with us at Rams Talk 1945gmail.com or a voicemail at 657-666-5453, and we'd love to hear from you. Okay, so Mike, I'm gonna get you to think here. I'm gonna. I know we don't want to think like this on a night where the Rams win 2017 of the Cowboys, the hated Cowboys. <laughs> okay, three things in your mind the Rams need to clean up on. Three issues. Three issues are simply. Uh, I, I think we got to get a little bit more out of the special teams. Uh, I know the balls maybe weren't, but I would like to see that a little bit more. 
we got to get a little bit more out of, uh, and I think it's just all timing, a little bit of the, the defensive uh, tackling. And for a while there, it looks like, you know, Zeke was kind of doing what he was wanting to do. Uh, and then offensively, we just got to, you know, get a little bit more, I guess, in stride. Sometimes I feel like if Jared Goff doesn't really have a clean pocket, he kind of airmails the ball or just, you know, and I know the one mm-hmm. he kind of got hit and it ended up being an interception. But I would like him to be able to uh, play with a little bit more, like, take the team and let's go, you know. Uh, and those are kind of, you know, again, first game, coming out of this type of situation. To be honest, there's not a whole lot you can really gripe about because no, it's just right. a total different situation and getting prepared. So to see them, to me, play as well as they did just overall – Overall, but yeah, if I had to pick some, a little bit more out the special team, uh, I'm gonna say the rookie uh, kicker. You, you can't be missing little chip shots, but maybe nerves or hold. I don't know timing. Uh, again, show up a little bit more on some of the defense. We just can't be getting gashed for five, six, seven yards a pop. And then uh, just offensively, we we need to be able to just hit some of those those routes a little bit easier, or maybe not so much that. If we got the running game going, because Malcolm Brown is the real deal, I don't know why they don't get his dude more love. This dude knows how to find a scene and get you three or four or five or seven yards out of nothing. But whatever it is, uh, but maybe that's more of it. Stay with the running game a little bit more when you got it going. Uh, Three things that come to mind for me were A, I'm concerned about the running defense. Uh, I'm concerned about it still. And part of it, Zeke, they still got gashed quite a bit. He wore them down. That's what he's always going to try and do. I want, oh man, that's going to be tough for the Rams to fix. You, you, There's no perfect roster. And just like every roster out there, there's limitations. They did enough today against a very good running team. And I wonder how they're going to hold against the 49ers. Or the Seahawks, if the Seahawks offensive line's working. I wonder how they're going to hold in those situations. The Bills next week are a very good running team. Okay, they're not... Is it next week? Or is it in two weeks? I forget. I'm getting the Philadelphia game mixed up. I always do. It is next week. So, I can, I'm concerned about how the Bills are going to work with them. But yet, you know, it could have been worse. We've seen Dallas run through them. We saw Baltimore run through them last year. We saw, I mean, we saw multiple teams in critical situations run through the Rams. We pointed out before they were like a top four against the run for much of the year last year, top five team, and then they would get hammered by a team and drop them down into the middle of the pack. Basically, they get hammered against a solid opponent. So I that. I'm still iffy on it. I don't. You don't have the beef. Where's the beef? You don't have the beef to 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 make that. The second thing too, I think I share your concerns about golf. I think they play within a, a game plan tonight. I don't necessarily know that any of the the missed throws tonight on when rush were his fault. I actually think in a rare case he made a smart play tonight when he took a sack. I mean, 
honestly, we usually want you to get rid of the football, but I'd rather you take that sack than you trying to make a play and force a play and then fumbling the football getting picked off. The interception was that he did get was a case where he was hit in the face. I mean, that's a penalty. It wasn't called. It should have been an interception. Would I have liked to get the ball out sooner? Yeah. But overall, he played fine. He did what you asked him to do. I didn't, and I, he, he faced some pressure. He made some good decisions. He made a couple bad ones. I'll take it over. Honestly, Mike, I thought was better than last year. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, he's and better. Like you're saying, when you're looking at, again, coming out, again, you, we all got to remember the type of environment. It hasn't been a normal offseason, normal camp. It, it's been none of that. And so, to your point, to see it actually, I mean, you're talking about a 20 to 17 game. If I'm a defensive coach, I'm going, we can live with that. Our offense should be able to put up 21 points. Mm-hmm. If we can hold an NFL team, a good squad, to 17 points, we should win more of those games than you lose. So that's real impressive. Rams come out, go 75 yards in three minutes and 23 seconds, 7 nothing. So you get ahead, and then now the other team, yeah, they came back in match 7-7. We came back field goal, field goal twice. And if anything, you would want to see one of those situations where you're able to punch it in. But nevertheless, when you score first, the other team is now always having to match up. And I think that was the end, the difference in the end, because now defensively, all we need to do is make that stop that we need to. And we, we got to win. Yeah. And, and one more thing to that I'm, I'm still concerned with the Rams, 40 carries, 153 yards. 3.8 per carry. Honestly, much of that much of that I felt came because a Malcolm Brown, like you said, he's got really good vision. And the unfortunate thing for him is he played behind Todd Gurley all these years, or he got hurt. He got hurt, and or both. So anytime he started to flash something, I've been having this argument with Time Polly a bit. You know, don't discount the fact that he hasn't played much as as the fact that he's not a great, I won't say great, you got to earn great, but he's not a good running back. However, behind him, you know, Cam Akers, 2.8, rookie, I get it. Um, I'm, I'm wondering really about the depth, and I'm wondering really about certain parts of the offensive line. They're getting, they got better push. They really did, and that's something we complained about. Is the offensive line fully there? Yeah, I think in the passing game and the running game, it's not. I don't think it's where you want it. Listen, Dallas is a pretty good defense. They got a pretty good team. How's this defense going? How's this offensive line going to handle the 49ers? That's that's always going to be the question mark. Not even it's not even Seattle. Like as far back as you and I can remember, the measuring stick is always San Fran, and that's how it is again. How are they going to handle? A San Fran defense that was built to beat the Rams. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and you're, you're hitting on it because just the rivalry and the way the games are played between us and the Niners, I say us because I feel like I'm out there when we play them. Uh, but, yeah, that will be the measuring stick and the telltale, like, kind of where we are, you know. And so uh, I was I was impressed with with. With the Cardinals, you know, again, the way they kind of 
you know, did some things down the stretch for them. But, yeah, I, I think Malcolm Brown doesn't get enough credit, you know. And I don't know if it's because he doesn't have a super lot of flash or if it's a guy that you may not have just, you know, again, you're playing behind Gurley, who was supposed to be the guy at that time. And you just figure, hey, this guy is supposed to be the backup guy. But to me, he has good vision. Uh, and just the, what I look for in the back is when you're able to get something out of nothing. So there are some times when it looks like. Yes, you got it. You're was, on it. He, you know what I mean? He was stacked up. But then the next thing you know, he had four or five yards. And you go, man, that, that's what you need. You know, now it's second and five, not but, second and nine. Mike, that was a complaint last year. And this is the complaint we had periodically with Todd Gurley. When Todd Gurley didn't feel right, you didn't see him making an extra fight. Last year, how many right. times did he not make that extra fight? He didn't have, like, we used to talk about how last year, especially how normally if Todd Gurley was on his game, he would get that line just go through. Like, he was, he was hesitant at the line, yeah. or he was slow, or both, one of the two. And then once he got into open field, he was gone back to the same old... Gurley, who we know, has, listen, Todd Gurley still has the same speed he had years ago. He still has it. But that first step was either gone or the vision wasn't there or he's apprehensive. One of those. Yes. Malcolm Brown was not, he's just not going to take a loss if he, can, if he can handle it. He's going to keep pushing and pressing and pressing and fighting. And sometimes he's going to get caught. But he's going to try and make something out of nothing. Whereas, I mean, I know Todd Gurley has his lovers out there. People love him. It's, it's almost bad language here to say it. There were times last year, and if you go back to his first couple of years, where it seemed like he wasn't willing to make that extra effort. I'm not saying that he was lazy. I'm not saying that he was afraid of contact. But something was different about Todd in those situations. I, th- I tend to think it was mental. Um, but Malcolm is not like that. Malcolm is going to go for it. And, you know, even with Cam Maker, Cam Maker's 14 for 39. In his case, I didn't see him just accepting a loss for nothing. He was still trying to push forward. This team is more aggressive physically than they were last year. They're a much more physical football team. Well, Cam Akers, he can run, too. The uh, mm-hmm. play, a linebacker came down, bared down, and he dipped and spun out and went and got about four or five yards. That's pretty impressive. Again, these guys are rookies. Cam Akers is just 21 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, literally, these guys were just in, in college, you know, a few months ago. So, again, to see a guy to have vision like that and to spin around – uh, but Malcolm Brown has made me a fan of his because I'm looking at him, you know, the play is going right, but he's constantly looking for that cutback. And if there's a cutback lane, he takes it now. And if it's not, he gets up in the hole and drives with the lineman. If there's nothing in there, it's like, let's get up here and all of us just kind of push this pile. But those are the kind of things uh, that later in the game, he almost broke. He made a broke and came out. And he had nine yards. And I go, yeah, this this guy's legit. So, again, he I'm, 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 I'm a big Malcolm Brown fan at this point. So, I don't know, like you said, if the injuries and, and, and I'm not going to be here saying, you know, I don't know if, if he fumbled in practice or something. But 
Uh, and maybe it's the fact that, you know, you know, you don't have Todd and, and maybe they're going to count on you a little bit more. But it just seems every time he gets his chance, he shows up. So all that in mind, a couple of things, just a couple of things I want to point out before we sign off for the night. A, all right, I think we understand now why the Rams felt comfortable letting Todd grow. I think that was clear. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, B, when it comes to the defense, I think we understand now why the Rams are okay letting all those guys go. They're, I mean, probably going to miss a little bit of the pass rush there at Dante Fowler. But when you got Jordan Fuller and Michael Kaiser at the top of your tackles list, you know, you can let some safety, you can let Eric Weddle, you can release him. He goes and retires. You can let Fowler go. I'm still concerned it's going to be a weakness in the defense, but we can see why they felt like, you know what? Let's give these guys their shot. Let's develop them and see how they perform. I can see why now. I'm, I think that in at least based off one game, and it's only one game, Right, it's one game, and, and, and like I said, I'm still of the opinion that a lot of these teams are still going to get a mulligan just because of the way the situation is. So, again, that's why I'm impressed. Uh, I know here at the high school, you know, we're just waiting to see, but we just can only have Zoom meetings. That can only take mm-hmm. you so far. I mean, you have to be able to get out and do something with your teammates to actually jail, you know, so... Again, I'm looking at all the games. Uh, a number of them are, are good games, uh, somewhat low scoring. But again, I'm impressed. Uh, 2017 defense held it down. And so if you can do that pretty much, you're going to do well. All right. So all that said, uh, we're going to get out of here. It's getting late. It's getting late. So you can find us on Twitter at Talk Rams. You can find Mike on Twitter at one two twenty. You can find me on Twitter at DC Apollo. I don't talk as much. I'm just too busy. But you know, we're there. Check us out for a midweek podcast. We're going to have the Rock Power Reports Drew on the show to preview Buffalo. We're all over that, and I'll be going to their show as well. Okay, so we're going to be doing a double dose. They'll be I'll be previewing the the Rams with them and. They'll give us an insight in the bills. Also, keep mind butting heads. And folks, we don't talk about it enough, but we got writers who on Ramstalk.net who put in some work. Okay, go check out their stuff. And if you'd like to write with us, send me an email at Ramstalk1945gmail.com. You can always use some more writers. We could use some more podcast um, talent. There's, there's always more. Um, that we can use for this for our project, which is now entering our eighth season, Mike. Eight seasons, our fifth season with the podcast, fourth full-time podcast. And, um, man, this is your second season at, 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 as a co-host at the helm here, man. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, folks. Rams win 2017. It's time for us to get out of here. We'll see you next time. We're out. We're out. You can't.
can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history still in the making? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.